I don't really want to work out, I work out. There's got to be those days you push through. And they're, they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. Discipline equals freedom. And the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have. We are live. Well, we're not live. We're, we're recording. <laughs> yeah, you are here recording, we're recording. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. First one of November. Yeah. What number yeah. is this? Number six, I six. think it is. Yeah. What's yeah. our target? Is it? I reckon 100 plus. 100. Yeah. yeah. That's the initial target. I reckon 100. That'd be 100. Well, think about 100. That's two would years. Be two years. Yeah. That's quite crazy to think about, actually. God. So you've got to have a plan. Yeah. You've got to have a long term plan. Yeah. You've got to have some goals to work towards. Yeah. Well, maybe, fi- maybe 50 then as a, as as our a, first as a first goal, a which year, would be almost a year of year doing it. Well, let's celebrate 10. When we get to 10 and then 50, <laughs> they're the milestones. Okay, yeah. 10, 50, 100, they can be Are we still hoping to have our listener by 50? Is that the, yeah. is that the next like, thing to celebrate? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, listener numbers. But we'll, we'll yeah. Are we still in two countries? Uh, still in two Holland countries. Holland and... So more than two countries <gasps> can maybe be another goal. Cause we've got, oh, yeah. yeah. We've got Holland and the UK still at like 1% or whatever. So, yeah, it's interesting. But there we go. Yeah, I like it. What's been going on? What what we what we got to talk about today? Uh, I suppose we have to mention the World Cup because we mentioned yeah. it last week. Disappointing, wasn't it? Oh, Disappointing man. loss, but um, you know, I think we just didn't get going, did we? Didn't get going. Um, I thought South Africa played well, and um, and they deserved it. Yeah, at they the end did. Of the day. They, they did what they needed to do. You have to hold your hands up and say the better team <clears> won on the day, and you know, we did very very well to get to the final. It was a shame we couldn't play like we did in the semi in the final, but sometimes that happens that in sport final, and it's life, it? and yeah. It's a bit like when um, Liverpool beat Barcelona in the uh, Champions League last year. The semi-final it was like amazing semi-final. Oh, didn't were they four 0 down and then yeah they yeah. won four. Well, they they three were they three 0 down and they won four 0 four nil on the night four nil on the night yeah one four for an aggregate. But then obviously the final um, Spurs versus Liverpool was a bit anticlimactic. It was wasn't rubbish, it? especially because yeah. what didn't the Liverpool, um, didn't Spurs have a bit of a semi-final themselves? Oh uh, yeah, Lucas Moura scored uh, yeah, late on, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, everyone went mental. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy Champions League. That was yeah. amazing. I love that Champions was amazing. League. It's yeah. just, it's just the best. It is good. Um, speaking like obviously last week we spoke about injury, right? Mm-hmm. Have you seen um, Gomez's? I ha- uh, do you know I've heard about it? I've read about it, but I haven't seen it. No, uh, it's horrible. Have you seen it, Nick? I've seen a, a, a I've seen a picture of a shin and a foot facing the opposite direction. It is pretty yeah. rough, isn't it? Yeah. Was it just a coming together? Yeah, what like Son. You... Um, I haven't even seen a tackle. <clears throat> it wasn't. A, yeah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a red card, but I think the the ref had a yellow card in his hands, and then he went over and saw the injury, and then he changed it to a red card. Oh, really? Basically, um, from memory, sort of Son pushed him, or he was like tracking back, and he mm. pushed him into uh, oh, yeah, surgery, yeah. and it, and that's where the collision was. So, oh, yeah, it's one of them, but it's just horrible. And obviously, you, you you're looking at the um, the other players, their response to it. You know, oh, well, I read about it and how they're all head and hands and couldn't yeah. look at it and. It's, it's funny though because I think um, often fractures look awful and they feel really bad at the time but there's worse injuries you could have in terms of career ending injuries like I would rather snap my leg in half than have an ACL tear of the That's ligament crazy isn't that because you yeah. know that the bone yeah oh because the bone is going to do you know what I remember well, I don't know if this is true you'll be able to tell me but yeah. I remember one of my PE teachers saying it's better to get 
um, a cricket ball in the eye than a tennis ball because the tennis ball will do some more soft tissue mm, damage. I, I don't think that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm going to go and find <laughs> him and tell him yeah. he's wrong. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, yeah, I definitely would go for the tennis ball in that scenario. Same, same. Could we test it on you? <laughs> no, definitely. Oh. Not. Um, but yeah, no, like mid mid bone. Yeah. The, the, the difference with that ankle fracture is if the if the fracture was around the the, the joint site because basically if you if you do the injury around a joint site, then you're going to get more less mobility and all those sorts of things. Do you want, do you want to see um, a picture of it? Yeah, go on. Because have you ever have you ever done like pitch side support? Have you ever have you ever de- like I don't not, know. Is that a I've thing? done it like, a few times, but yeah. not to any kind of consistent degree. Um, and it, to be fair, it's weird because I got into physio thinking that was be what you were going to do. What I would do. <clears throat> um, but I think then you, you know. You do other things yeah. and then you've got your you know you're working full time and then you've got things about weekends and stuff like that so mm. it's kind of lifestyle and those sorts of things and and yeah i know i know people that do work in football and it's quite it's great but it's also kind of high pressure yeah working at the weekend you can't take a pretty much can't take a weekend off in the season so you people like i know people have missed weddings and missed events because, because you just can't yeah, take, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like you get that six weeks off in summer and it's like cool you get all this time like a teacher you get all this time off in summer but then when you're in you're in you yeah, can't you can't it. really not be there so because i so take my hat off to on sport on like like support physios and things like that because they don't know what they're going to deal with like yeah. that imagine you being the oh, first man. on the on the scene yeah. looking at that ankle like yeah. you've got to remain cool calm yeah. collected haven't you and yeah no right calm everyone down yeah it's going to be all i right. did do it this actually the, when i when i first left uni i did um i went to africa and did traveling in africa and i did um pitch side for a team called hearts of oak which is basically the chelsea of ghana so in ghana me yeah. and me and one of my friends who i went to the physio school with my best mate now um give him a what, shout out ben kilner um getting married next year i'm the best man for that so <laughs> oh, anyway nice. it's be um but he uh we, yeah we went over there and uh, yeah this hearts of oak team so we were basically running on in like stadiums like you know we literally straight out of physio school so like no wow. experience whatsoever but compared to like, their medical staff we just yeah you know they they were like still getting like which we used to go to these things where they'd get witch doctors in and stuff <laughs> and they would tell players if they injured their foot or ankle would be like they used to get them to stamp on the floor that was their treatment just, wow. hit, just kick, yeah, it was mental honestly going out there at that time that was 2005 when I went out to there it was absolutely crazy but yeah we did pitch side there and it's, it's very much like there it's quite exciting though because it's there and then and you with a lot with a lot of things especially with bad injuries you there's not it's not like you can treat the person there and then so you're just assessing whether they can or can't continue and then if they're really bad like that then you're obviously doing things to just minimise the here's, here's risk a photo of, of the it. injury yeah, that's bad, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. yeah, that's an understatement. You've that's you've, 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 you've yeah, undersold yeah. that entirely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's horrific. That's the physio's point of view. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I mean, bad. No, it, no it's, it's bad. I mean, it's it, again, it's one of those things where oh, when you have a fracture like that, no, I've seen it once. Amazing, it's yeah. it's kind of yeah, like I say, it, it looks a lot worse potentially <clears> than recovery times would dictate that it will be. Mm. So, like an ACL injury, you know, like it's a ligament injury, obviously of the knee just one of the like Michael Owens had it lots of players have had it but if you have that I had it in mine you've got you're out pretty much for the season and then a lot of players Hargreaves had it and never really a lot of players never really recover from that sort of injury whereas a fractured bone once a bone is fully healed you will a lot of players or people will feel normal Fine. they'll yeah. feel back to normal basically because the healing site is 
in an area which doesn't affect your stability or anything like that whereas with a ligament in the knee it's affecting everything in terms of the way it feels every step turn mm. twist all those sorts of things so you know i would de you know rather have a fracture of the bone mid mid bones and of the leg it just looks so much more it horrific bad, doesn't it? yeah it looks bad and um, and from his point of view i'm sure if say if he pulled a hamstring or something and it might be longer yeah but yeah you know you, you look at your leg hanging off like that it's not nice. yeah yeah there's obviously the psychological effects of coming back from an injury like that which are quite yeah. uh, interesting as well because one of the things about with acls they look at is um, um readiness to return to sport from a psychological point of view and basically people who are co feel confident about going back have less injury rates when they go back than people that don't so actually getting someone in the mental headspace to get back to the high levels to any level sport after these after injuries is a huge huge part of getting back into it that's one thing you learn from a young age and they always say you know you've got to go into a tackle full-blooded else you're gonna get injured and if you mm, yeah. if you've got that in the back of your mind then you might not yeah <clears throat> yeah definitely no, i agree Anything else been going on what this else? week? Um, there was a big um, UFC fight. Yes. Did you? Was there that? though? Was it that big? The names were big. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Was it the um, bad mother trucker? Yeah, thing? bad mother effer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's actually the belt called that. It's just a bit like, I mean, it's two great fighters and it was stopped, so the ref stopped it for an injury. So yeah, um, for a cut, wasn't it? For a cut, Diaz got cut. Yeah. And Masvidal, yeah, Masvidal Diaz, and there was also. Um, uh, did you see Canelo? Canelo? Oh mate, the knockout! Unbelievable, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was, he stepped yeah. up two weight classes, didn't he, to fight? Um, He's unbelievable. Who was it he fought? Uh, Kovalev. Kovalev, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was big as well. Anthony Crawler as well had his last fight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And was it uh, Katie Taylor? Yeah. Um, although that was contentious again. She's had two contentious fights in her own now in terms of people saying that. I didn't actually see it. I didn't to be see honest. it. No, but I've just read reports saying she, that potentially a little bit lucky again oh, right. um, but the Diaz one I think with cuts like that like he could have Diaz could have continued from a physical point of view but with a cut like that you just think can it's like Tyson Fury in his last fight got cut badly yeah. didn't he, but continued on and got through the fight but if you can't see out of one eye in a combat sport like that it's, it's pretty dangerous a bit dangerous, of a detriment isn't it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a bit, like, bit hamstrung yeah what else um, GB women's team qualified for the Olympics next year. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. For cool. in what sport in? Uh, sorry, hockey. Sorry, yeah. hockey. Oh, right. Is that what we're yeah, looking sorry. at? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Looking at Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds good. <laughs> so, what are you talking about today? Um. Uh, well, we, we're going to um, rant a little bit, I think. But I, I know you wanted to speak about um, exercise in the older populations. Yeah. So I don't know what our definition of older population is. Well. Be careful. I think, <laughs> I think I think like sixty five plus maybe. Okay. So like mm -hmm. that kind of pension type age. Okay. Um, I think um, obviously at that age you're lots of people are in or lots of people get to that age and unfortunately are in quite poor health. I think if we look at the general population in the UK, um, you know, people at that age group are more likely to have arthritis, more likely mm -hmm. to have certain physical health conditions. Um, you know they've had more time to unfortunately eat badly and and you know lifestyle factors are going to creep up on you if you you know don't do well over the years so i think it's a population group that really should be training and and often maybe feel like they they haven't got the confidence to do that yeah, or i know I certainly my, my dad's 70 and <clears throat> he's now retired and um 
and he sort of just doesn't really look after himself from a physical health point of view and I'm trying to get him to sort himself out and start doing some stuff and I think finally drummed home some home truths to him the other day and he's like yeah I'm going to start doing some like rowing and start doing some stuff just to feel more you know mobile more active more you know just get his joints going and stuff so I think it's a group of people that really could benefit from training in a big big way especially and then you look at women like who go through the menopause yeah obviously that's a big big part of that is um doing strength training and yeah. how important that can be so i don't know what you you're you know obviously in your guys experience over the years training older clients um how you know what your thoughts are about how you know their what's their sort of mindset around training and how that can maybe be changed or Would how you, you say uh, again like there's lots of barriers and then and people again are scared of coming to the gym and, and and like you say it might even be harder when you get a little bit older and yeah. I remember when my mum joined a gym and she um this was I don't know 15 years ago or something and she was just terrified of doing something wrong absolutely mm. so she had an induction and the guy oh. showed her around um showed her all the kit and she just sort of nodded her head and pretended she understood what he was talking about and she didn't and you know I, I don't think she probably went three or four times and, and ended up quitting her membership so mm. um <clears throat> i think that's probably a common theme up and down the country and is there enough out there for people would you say is there i, I would suggest there is you know there's all sorts of you know obviously gyms but you've got things like zumba gold and mm. um active retirement that type of thing yeah i think it's finding like again like we've talked about before it's finding something that works for you in terms of you've got someone that's older they might not necessarily want to do the gym but to do exercises just generally I think was a good thing to do and I think for me with older people two things that I probably would promote that they do is like yoga or some form of stretching and then um, strength training so mm. I think that's where because we know that as you age you lose flexibility and you yeah. lose strength so if you're not maintaining those things they're going to get worse and also I think from a from a sort of functional point of view mobility wise the stronger your muscles are the longer you're going to be able to be able to walk better you know there's so many things that just day-to-day things getting up off the toilet like if you talk about yeah. proper you know people that have go through knee replacements hip replacements which obviously plus 65 is your main cohort of people that have those operations we know from all the research that the stronger someone is going into the operation of a knee or hip replacements the better they do after Right. Um, even with just simple everyday tasks so I think that's another reason why those those sorts of exercises or those sorts of disciplines would be good but yeah like you say if if you like some person likes to do dancing and Zumba or there's loads of stuff that you can do isn't there I think a lot of the time when I speak to people in that age category and they say oh you know about starting the gym <clears throat> and they, they always reference they say oh I'll, I'll, I'll walk at the moment I do a lot of walking yeah and Yes, it is exercise, um, but it's not, you know, obviously it's not, you say call it training, would you? So mm, what, so what, no. what would you say, the, do we have a definition for what they should be doing or what they yeah. shouldn't? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I think my, I have a big bugbear around this walking thing because... But, but walking's great. Walking's <laughs> great and a bit like it increases your knee and we know that like getting your steps up is a brilliant thing to do, but... I wouldn't class like so if I said I say to people one of the things I obviously ask about in physio all the time is like about social history which is just to do with you know job family ex you know general activity that they do so it'll be like oh yeah are you active 
outside of your job and people will often say yeah I'm really active I do lots of walking yeah and to me that's just life like, yeah, yeah people yeah. should yeah. just be walking be around moving. in life anyway like yeah. I don't consider that I know it's maybe it's a bit harsh to say but I don't personally consider that as being active I think you being making sure that you're getting in 10,000 steps a day or trying to use that as a way to sort of initiate a, a fat loss or weight loss goal is, is a good thing to do but I still wouldn't class that as being active in my view um, no. we know that higher intensity that you do exercise a lot often is, is better for you and, um, and th- I think people underestimate with things like knee arthritis or arthritis of the knees just how good strength training can be for that in terms of reducing pain and, and I'm talking about strength training between repetitions of like you know three to five reps of doing yeah. proper strength training of a leg press or a, you know leg extension doesn't have to be squats because often that hurts but doing an exercise that focuses on your quad strength and your hamstring strength but actually strength so five reps where that's the maximum you can do um is a really really good thing to do and the research suggests that that's the best thing that osteoarthritis knee patients can do is strength train to reduce pain and increase mm. function um, and walking's just not going to cut that. Like, walking's all, not going to do no. that, is it? We know that. Even doing like, you know, going in and doing light reps for twenty reps is not going to elicit those same responses. And the re- again, the research shows that basically that twelve weeks of proper strength training for knee osteoarthritis is a very, very beneficial thing that you can do to the point where some people are, are actually stopping operations or putting off operations because for got years to come because they've got stronger and then the pain goes away. So, because yeah. we know that strength and pain has a, str- improving your strength has a good impact yeah, on, on pain, pain levels. And I think it's important to remember as well that when you when we say strength training and three to five reps and stuff like that, it isn't hundreds and hundreds of kilos, is it? No. It's all relative. relative. So, you know, a potentially an older an older person they're what they can do for five reps might be 20 kilos but they will yeah. feel the same as what we do yep. doing 100 but you, you don't kilos. see it often though do you and it's not prescribed often uh, no. maybe by physios but not by but do you coaches think that's because or... people are scared like yeah, I do, your I mum do. for instance yeah, when I she do. went to the gym and you know if someone said to her you should mm. do strength training in her head is she thinking yeah. huge weights and that's and not the whole thing of it's your like a three to five yeah. rep window to be in there. I mean, is I, I, what you can do. Are we all in agreement though? There, we would need to build some foundation beforehand. Going in, you know, doing a three rep max um, deadlift with a seven, seventy. Yeah, you but I mean, I think that. I think it's all like, for example, a leg press is quite a yeah. safe piece of equipment yeah. to do a five yeah. rep max on because. You don't have to call it that to the person. Just no, say to them, we'll right, five reps today. Oh, we're gonna, today we're going to go up to a weight where when you get to five, you're sort of struggling a bit and it's feeling mm. quite hard. And maybe you don't do a true five rep max for the first few weeks or whatever, but mm. actually getting them to a weight where they couldn't do they couldn't do eight, and you, but you maybe do five with them so yeah. that actually their failure would have been... Yeah, yeah, exactly, a few reps in reserve, that sort of thing. But I think it's a good point what you said, Nick, in terms of the what people hear and what they think mm. in terms and that's true of like loads of different disciplines but if yeah if you say strength training they oh, might body body yeah that's what a lot of people think. are going to yeah. think isn't it or doing it's all changing a little bit though people are a bit yeah. more savvy nowadays you know yeah. like but that age group may not be yeah because it's changing maybe it. in that you know it's i think it's been great with regards to kind of like that younger age group and things i think like that's another reason why I think things like CrossFit have been a good thing because it's showing, for example, women that you know 
strength training with barbells and dumbbells doesn't necessarily make you you know bulky etc and that yeah. it's a good thing to do and kind of promoting strength training and how mm-hmm. much of an important thing it is to do not just using kind of um the you know tiny little dumbbells and stuff for yeah, that, that sort of thing we yeah exactly last week. was it last week yeah <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so i think that that similar thing with the you know older population you i think it's just that they they maybe don't have that um education as it were or introduction to that stuff so it's just introducing it in a way that it seems kind of what's the word less um, intimidating yeah, less daunting because exactly. I guess because like again generalising like the older population might not be on the social media or anything that's probably where a lot of like these younger kids are coming in and where yeah. you know women's weight training and things like that we've got more access to those things than ever before through social media and like my grandparents don't use social media, but through discussions with me a few years ago, they joined the gym off the back of it, and a few health things have happened since then, and they've not been able to carry on, but they had a much better quality of life mm. in actually going and doing weight training, and you know, using machines, fixed machines, you know, and not doing three sets of 15 or three sets of 20 that the gym there prescribed, and doing a little bit heavier, like a higher intensity, yep. you know, eight reps, 10 reps, and things like that, Gave them a much better quality of life, and they've been able to do more, be more active, and, and less then, aches and pains. And, and not only the physical, but the, the mental health as well. Yeah. yeah. So I, my nan, um, <clears throat> she died a couple of years ago, but she, uh, my granddad died, I know, thirty years ago, and after he died, um, she was very inactive, and she she just sat in her chair basically, and mm-hmm. and watched TV, and mm-hmm. the the body went, and the mind went, and. I'm a big believer you've got to keep moving your body and and keep challenging yourself as well so that's another you know big argument for doing weight training and pushing your body you know learn something new and I think especially with places like Jones you've got the whole community aspect of it as well and I think that's where you know again a lot of older people potentially don't have as big of friendship groups as you might have in the Mm -hmm. younger age because of like just life and family and things and you know you, you know you leave work and I think again for like my dad's just retired and I think for him it's a big part of you know not not going to work every day not seeing those people that you've seen for I mean he mm-hmm. worked somewhere for 30 odd years and then suddenly you're just at home kind of on your own it, obviously it's him and my mum but like yeah. it's like right now what do I do with my time yeah. what do I do you know it's not you know yes you can see friends every now and again but it's not maybe the same thing so actually picking up that community and the kind of the social element like you say in terms of mental health i think that goes with that social side of things that's another thing that i think you know the elder population or that kind of pension age population can really benefit yeah. from from exercise and from the gym is that is if you get a good creates, one like ours is that yeah. it creates gives you that community well that's what my grandparents loved about the gym it gave them a new social group it gave them new mm. like new people to interact with and yeah. so and it, for them it was it was massive like it was a massive part of them they really looked forward to it got them out of the house got them out of their chairs and trying new things and I think that's that's so important because I think about my my other man who lives in Rickmansworth by herself she doesn't go out much you know she doesn't have that you know all those social interactions and that's Mm. that that is tough yeah. That's tough. You know what it's like. Well, in prison, solitary confinement, yeah. that's the worst. Yeah. That's the worst. Well, one of the worst things they can put you in, isn't it? Yeah. Just in a little black box for Definitely. all those hours. It's hard. And yeah. So, what about in terms of 
actually training someone so as a client would you guys do anything differently with a client who was you know of that age group or would you train them in the same sort of way like what things would you do differently personally i wouldn't do that much no different. i would i, I wouldn't and you'd, you'd go at it from the same angle you'd have to try and understand what they've done before what their likes yeah. are dislikes if they've got any injuries that mm. can hold them back yeah. um <clears throat> Yeah, exercise selection might be a little bit different just because mm-hmm. obviously their previous like lifestyle and stuff like that they might already yeah, have you, some bad things so you probably would, like you mentioned about you wouldn't get them to do a 3 or 5 rep max deadlift or anything like that but you know you might do movements that are a little bit more stable so that you can have a greater output rather than having to stabilise joints as much and is yeah that well, well, I, I would think less sort of plyometric stuff would be that, mm-hmm. that would be out the window I don't know you might tell me differently but um, no I think that's a, yeah <clears throat> but again like Nick just said you, you potentially build up to that yeah, yeah. I think, again like we talked about before it depends on their goals doesn't it mm. in terms of you know you, you're weighing up the risk reward of a lot yes. of exercises yeah. so for example with the plyometrics it's like d- does does a 75 year old <laughs> lady who Need basically just wants to be wants to feel stronger and more flexible and stuff um for life so that she can play with grandkids walk around like just you know what pick, happens, pick them up what happens if her goal is to be able to slam dunk well then then we make then, it happen and maybe a little trampette as well so yeah, that she yeah. can get up there but wasn't um, there a video going around of like the, the world record for 100 metres over 100 years old or something. Did you see was. something? Yeah, I And this person that. was incredible yeah, shape. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. We'll have, to, we'll have to dig that out. Yeah, I'm really, was, I really, yeah, I really remember that, actually. Um, masters Athletics, that is. Yeah, it's proper Masters. Yeah, Masters but, Plus. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, that sort of stuff is amazing. And you just think, the body and the mind have such a interlinked, they're such, they're so linked, aren't they, that actually, mm. like you said, I think it is, case of often use it or lose it like if you don't use it yeah we're growing or we're shrinking yeah yeah. and I think the thought of just not being physically able to sort of get out of a chair or be able to do these sorts of things yeah get things out of the cupboard put the washing on do all those things that give you your independence if you haven't got that 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 is one of those things that mentally that must be so hard to to do to have those normal normal things not being able to do yeah, it's always one of those. But we re- don't appreciate it until we lose it. That's the thing. Yeah, like yeah. when I, d- I damaged my foot in the summer and had a cast on, I couldn't drive, and it's like, God, you know, how, how am I getting around? Mm. Just imagine if you have to. Yeah, if that's every, what it's like all the time. Yeah, and more about like functional because you hear you hear. I guess mm. when you look at stuff online or you look at like training people that sort of specialise in training the elderly population, they'll maybe not everyone. Obviously, this is a kind of generalization but you tend to see people going more towards sort of quote-unquote functional training almost mm. as opposed to like the bodybuilder style training or like again i hate that word bodybuilder style training but like more of your classic kind of strength and conditioning type training um would you guys would you guys steer towards those sorts of things or do you kind of mix it up or how would you do it with like someone that was a bit older I guess you kind of. I'd, I'd say you'd, you'd, you'd mix it up again, probably. And yeah, a little bit of everything, isn't it? A little bit of everything. So we there's a like we have the over over fifty fives class in Clifton. Uh, we've got to be careful. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. it's over fifty fives, but I think like anyone can go. Yeah, any, but the but the youngest is like I don't know. I've got to be careful, but I haven't been for ages. But it was like I don't know, sixty five, seventy. One one, a couple of them are 
are they 90 or They're, yeah yeah is yeah. it molly yeah. molly and there's joan yeah half of them joan. are called joan the most yeah, most of them actually called joan, joan. Yeah, it's lovely. But, um, but again that's and that's like a little bit of a mix you know there's the traditional kind of like squat exercises then there's yeah. like bending twisting touching yeah. the floor reaching up overhead yeah. standing high knees and there's kind of like a blip of a blend of everything that you would do kind of, like you say taking joints through as full a range of motion as we can yeah. get the doing, heart rate up get the bit. heart rate up a little bit yeah. doing a little bit of strength and stuff that would be more sort of like lateral raises for shoulder strength you yeah. know that kind of thing as well as you know marching and punching and you know things like squat high knee standing up yeah. and down from a chair things yeah. like that that you know, they're all life lifestyle things that are. Because I think balance training for the LD population is quite yeah, a good. Yeah, that's thing a really good well. point. Because the amount of, uh, you know, the amount of hip fractures you see from falls, falls. basically is huge. And that I know in hospitals they have a huge falls prevention program because they want to stop people doing that because mm. it, it costs the NHS a massive I'm amount trying. of money because hip you know hip replacements aren't cheap. And if you fracture your hip up high that's basically what you have is a hip replacement pretty much that's mm. what they do for those mm. sorts of fractures so falls where people just fall onto their bum backwards or they just fall over are massive for you know in terms of healthcare costs and all those sorts of things so i think balance is another great one but what, it made what, me think of that kind of, high knees of what is balance training because i've read stuff in the past that says that past like a really young age of like eight nine ten you can't really improve you can't improve so your me, balance like me, through BOSU balls and stuff so like that. Me, yeah, but for me, balance training would be more like, for example, single leg training, um, like high knees, for example, yeah. would be a classic so example you're just on of one that. Leg so you're on one leg. You're yeah. on one leg for a period of time. Now, you, there's going to be proprioception that happens yep. in mm. that single leg stance. Just so that some listeners watch proprioception. So essentially balance, pretty much. Oh. It's like the... Ability for your joints to recognise where they are, or your brain to recognise where your joints are in space, and to correct yeah, for so those the, tiny the changes in movements, to, essentially. Yeah. So, um, so there's that improving that. So single leg stuff, um, doing things. So like you could do walking, uh, one foot in front of the line. other along a straight line. So little things that just challenge that the body's natural tendency so you, to sway outside. Getting working yeah. on base of support. Those are things making their base of support smaller so maybe doing squats with smaller stance or doing sideways movements lateral lateral lunges Stepping. those sorts of things step outs yeah. exactly rotational movements so doing like you know whether that be some twists with a ball etc yeah. in standing do that on one leg so that they're you know they've got that ability to do like medicine ball work from one side to another so, on one yeah. leg those so what we're kind of getting at is it's not an unstable surface no. for balance training no. it's more unilateral work offloading the body so you load yeah. one side more than the other yeah can they tolerate that yeah and not standing on a cushion yeah and trying to balance on that no, it's no. not that it's yeah, no. more farmers walks farmers walk yeah farmers walks like a that, classic yeah. one because you know carrying shopping bags etc yeah. etc so all these things where you think well in real life they're doing these sorts of things yeah, heavy bag basis. that could they could pull them over if they are a bit unstable on their feet so actually training those things that are going to then lead into functional so am i right in thinking then if, if if we're doing more strength training it reduces the risk of osteoporosis yeah correct 100%, yeah and if they are to have a fall they'll be have stronger bones anyway so it's a exactly, com yeah. it's a complete win-win situation complete win-win yeah. yeah and also all those things you were saying there it's kind of traditional you do, I do that with nearly any 
general public person because if everybody's stronger on their single leg, they're less prone to injury. If anybody can carry weights more, it's better, you know. So yeah. in essence, it's not that different. It's just the intensity, yeah. the relative intensity to them. Yeah. Well, the relative intensity is the same, isn't it? Because yeah. Yeah. what might be a 60 kilo farmer's walk for me is a 10 kilo one for them and we're having yeah. the same, yeah. Yeah. same the, training. I think yeah. the biggest thing is that people probably do underload um, like it, I'm talking general people now mm-hmm. or jet trainers I think will probably be have the tendency to underload people of that population just because of you're fear scared, factor yeah. you're scared yeah. of doing it and I think like, I, I have to say once when I used to do the, the Clifton ladies the, the plus 55s sometimes the exercises we do I'd be like oh, don't fall over don't fall over so there, there was you know times where mm. I was a little bit but scared to prescribe something that you know was a little bit more yeah and I think high it's, risk it's, yeah and mm. it is doing that you know it obviously has to be appropriate like you, you're not going to get someone who's got a bit of a balance problem onto a BOSU ball doing a single leg Romanian deadlift or whatever because they're going to hurt yeah. most, most of us struggle with that yeah. <laughs> exactly. so like it's got to be appropriate obviously yeah. but um, but I think that, that, that challenging them is a good thing to do and like mm. you, and also then you're getting that because they are like you said before and there, there is that uh, fear factor of doing stuff in the gym and things you're giving them that almost autonomy and exercising and also the the kind of the gut like the the achievement like that feeling of achievement of getting stronger of being better at whatever they do and i think because i think the big thing with exercise in general isn't it is, is compliance and people are more compliant if they actually notice a difference so 100%. if they notice a difference in how they look or if they notice a difference in their strength mm-hmm. they'll you're more motivated to carry on because you actually see a difference or feel a difference. So I think often if you underload people, what ends up happening is they don't really feel that much different. Mm. Often at that age, obviously, we, as we know, it's a lot of lifestyle factors in terms of losing weight, etc. So just from the training on its own, it's not necessarily going to make them look that much different. If you can get them doing stuff that's a bit more highly intense, that then they suddenly feel like, oh, actually, getting out of a chair feels easier. Yeah. And yeah. walking feels a bit yeah. stronger I'm like they're longer. noticing yeah. an actual difference they're going to be more likely to want to carry on and actually keep training and I think that that's where the higher loading comes into play and it doesn't have to be like you said it's all relative because their whatever rep you know their five rep max might be quite a low weight who cares as long as they're working mm. to that intensity to that, yeah that intensity fine. yeah and again I think when you use the language that you use around the uh, like the older population who potentially don't know much about it when you talk about higher intensity training it's not high heart rates and things like that it's yeah. the intensity's actual meaning is the load it refers to the load doesn't it so yeah a high intensity bench press just means that the weight is heavier it's not do that then 15 claps and 20 press ups and sprint around yeah. like the true meaning of intensity is a higher a higher load so yeah. again and i think the language that you use with the you know the elderly population is important as well you would do you talk to do you rep, talk about rep maxes and things like that no no it's no like chance. you know again is that daunting that scary so that becomes a big a big change in how you speak to people as well i think mm. it makes a difference into getting them in and getting them doing and getting them bought into it and things like that i That's know exactly just, what yeah, i'm looking at nick i know exactly go on, what's you, coming. Go, go and go for it so when we first started boot camp. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. When we first started boot camp. It's true though. Like, again, so we started boot camp and um, the way we used to do it was there'd be 30 people there. We'd break up into three groups of 10 and there was three trainers at the time and we would each take them round the circuit and demo it and speak to them about it um, rather than sort of announcing to everybody, you know, smaller groups, you could get more across. Anyway, 
we had a lovely lady called Zoe who used to come to our first lots and again she was an, uh, an older lady at the time and I was fresh out of uni and I loved performance like that was my thing all the guys in my all the guys in my degree or class and stuff we loved like weight training and performance and jumping high and running faster anyway we were talking about doing jump squats and I literally started talking about triple extension to a, this group of people <laughs> who've never done fitness before but potentially you know they were new to it and there's me like this bouncy person being like yeah triple extension is really good recruit loads of muscle fibres and I was like I even said afterwards like we're not a uni now like you don't need to like that's not the kind of language that no, they respond right. to and I was so like wrapped up in this university but like, you what you wanted to impress as yeah, well you wanted to it is, yeah you want to show off what you mm. know and actually as I've got older and worked with more people God, I think that's I, where a lot of trainers go wrong though yeah they try and over they try and over complicate things and make them sound smarter than yeah. they are because they feel like they need to validate these things yeah, with, yeah, yeah. and actually we're gonna do we're gonna do squats because it's gonna make you feel better. Yeah, yeah. yeah so right. exercise works loads of leg muscles. Yeah, that is it. Has anyone ever? Your, it's gonna make leg, your legs stronger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has anyone ever asked you what a triple extension is? No, they might do now, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, not at all. Or where your origin insertion is of your bicep. You know, it just doesn't. It doesn't. Matter. That's the kind of thing that you put into your programming for people because you know it. And that's the reason, you've always got a reason of why you're putting something in it, but they don't need to know that. That's mm. why they've come to you, potentially. They might want to learn a little bit along the way, but why you're selecting this rep range and this exercise and this angle and this degree, and that's, Do you that's know all what, stuff though? that we get excited about. I, I think a lot of people feel embarrassed that they don't know sometimes, honestly. Well, it, when people come in and, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. Well, of Fine. course you don't know what you're doing. You know, yeah, Have you yeah. gone to uni or done yeah, a personal yeah. training qualification? I've got no idea how to fix a car, so I go to a mechanic. Yeah, it's exactly the same. So, but there's some sort of element of embarrassment around it for whatever reason. Mm. Yeah, I don't mm. know why that is. I think maybe it's because people like people don't see exercise as a as a technical thing. Like almost with a car, it seems quite technical in a way. Where it's like, well, of course, like I haven't I haven't done a get you know I haven't been in. To, I've done, I haven't done apprenticeship at a garage I don't know you know I haven't done that so why would I know whereas kind of exercise is more of a kind of natural thing that everyone does to a certain degree mm. maybe people feel like they should know more about it than they do but like, I think you're 100% right why 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 should you it's no you're no different than any other discipline is it I wonder if a lot of people are sort of scarred from when they were younger Having being people at school. Talk about triple extension yeah 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 but you know like the, the you know the, the fear of cross country at school and being oh, in last yeah. place. It was almost like and a punishment, wasn't it? Yeah. I loved it, but there was yeah, it's almost yeah, seen it was, as yeah. a punishment, isn't we, it? We at our school, it was a, like we had a biology teacher called Mr. Evans who used to do the uh, uh, who used to do cross country, and so it, biology it was you were given a choice of detention or cross country. <laughs> cross country. Really? Yeah, you had to get more people there. Absolutely hated cross country. But so anyway. I remember our lecturer at uni. He told a story of um, a teacher similar who had kids chatting in his class and as as a punishment he made them do like over a thousand jump squats right something like wow. that and they really struggled like some like there was too much um, muscle breakdown and stuff because you might know more about it like what can happen if you have too much muscle it's breakdown uh, bleeding rab and rhabdomyolysis yes yeah so it's it. what um, they talk about with yeah, I think it's again from from, CrossFit. Not from CrossFit but in CrossFit yeah. they talk about it a lot and it's where the um, muscle breaks down get, so much yeah you get um uh 
basically your kidneys um, ah, did Eddie, Eddie Izzard have that when he did his what his, yeah, you can, you can, you can die from it it's something in the blood it's um, acidosis yeah. or yeah. something yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on top of my brain now I can't think of the technical technicalities but yeah. basically it's where the muscle breaks down so gets into the blood stream yeah. And then causes like can cause like kidney and organ failure because of like the high acidosis. Anyway, yeah. so these kids had that done like no it was way. through these jump squats. It was so it was so <laughs> bad. And oh, let's how, how long ago was this? Oh, well, I mean, because you, you're like you're definitely the, not getting away with no, that now. So the lecturer <laughs> was a rather he was Old an school. older gentleman at the time anyway, and he was talking about it when he was younger. Um, and uh, he was going mental about it. He was probably, it's ridiculous, you know, putting these kids at risk and all that sort of stuff. And someone at the back went, yeah, but I bet they never spoke again. And he lost his mind. Oh, no <laughs> Literally, that kid was pulled up in front of everybody. It, like, basically, I thought that this guy was going to make him do 10,000 jump squats and he got him out of the thingy and all that sort of stuff. And just like, oh my God, it was it was awful. Punishment. Yeah. yeah. yeah Changed a lot these days. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, that's probably a podcast in itself. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I think going back to the the training in the elderly, I think it's such a an area that people should think about. And I think trainers often don't want to not want to train people of that age group. But you know, you a lot of people get into training because they want to train like athletes yeah. and sportsmen yeah, and whatever yeah. else. But actually, I think the the kind of satisfaction you can get often athletes and sportsmen and things like that they're not they're so athletic anyway yeah they could kind of you you sort of as a trainer you sort of feel like you know you were going to get there regardless yeah they're highly really motivated yeah they highly know motivated. what they're doing they know what they're doing you're kind of giving them a bit of advice but actually you're not really kind of changing their life as it were whereas actually you get someone in who's 65 hasn't trained for 10 15 years um in poor health and suddenly you take them from that to being to losing weight yeah. getting stronger whatever if the satisfaction yeah, of the training you can get from that is unbelievable isn't it yeah. well when and they the turn around and say the quality of life yeah that's what it's all about isn't they're it? the people that you can change that you can change, change their, their lives life. you know you can change their their retirement from one that was going to be potentially really not very enjoyable to yeah. like an enjoyable however many years it is the rest of the rest yeah. of their lives which is pretty awesome like, What's, what do they say when you you hit retirement you've got the maybe the money to go and enjoy life but not the body and yeah. it's vice versa when you're younger yeah <laughs> so true yeah and that's what I've been saying to my dad like he needs to just get his physical health sorted because then he can really enjoy his retirement like he's got now however many years um, hopefully a long time and enjoy it make the most of it he's worked hard all his life mm. now it's time to you know enjoy that 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 you know that, all that hard work he's put in it's time to enjoy it but if he's not physically fit and physically healthy then he's not going to get the most out of it so and you're never you're never thing. too old to, to start are no, you that's, no, that's, the, that's biggest the thing, thing. That is so and never true. too old to learn something new Mm-mm. you know whether it's through exercise or you know exactly. learning a new language or yeah. you know making pastry whatever, yeah. whatever it, fill in the blank yeah yeah totally but, and it, and I think the other thing is you do have the time like if you're retired you you have got the time to train a few times a week at least you know you yeah. probably have got tra- time to train three to four times a week when you're retired um and gets you gets you moving gets you like all the release of the endorphins all the things we just mentioned the social element of it so really it's not and like you say i think it's it's that 
getting across that point of view that it isn't too late. Like just because you haven't trained for twenty years doesn't mean that you can't start training now. And and it probably will. I think with those sorts of people, the other thing to say is we talked about kind of relative intensity and stuff. But I might not do a hard you know a hard five rep set for someone that hasn't trained for 20 years because they're going to have such ridiculous doms oh and they're a beginner their training yeah. ages their training age is zero yeah even though their actual age is yeah. really old yeah so again it's, it needs analysis isn't it it's just yeah. but again if a 25 year old walked in who'd never trained before you ain't gonna do five reps with them are yeah you? either it's still because yeah. their training age is not yeah. so it's I, working I, on I, movement I, patterns getting the movement patterns yeah. like getting the movement patterns good getting the mobility there i, I always think that for older people that mobility training is so helpful as well if someone's not used to that and quite stiff mm. because actually the mobility training can then make their squats or make their form on the other exercises so, so much better. better so it's almost like a combination of mobility training so what sort of examples patterns. would you have for, for that so like loads of mm. like doing stuff for the for opening up the hips so again a lot of the stuff that i do with regards to mobility training is kind of modified yoga modified pilates yeah. that sort of stuff all the like downward dog calf stretchy things that mm. I do and ankle stretches working on different types of hip stretches opening up the hips so they can squat better ankles making those mobile getting the shoulders moving correctly and moving well so doing like scapular wise and scapular work and rotator cuff work and basically making people opening up through their pecs so stretching the pecs and stretching the lats so they can get their arms overhead properly and again how many people get older people get shoulder injuries or they're doing stuff in the cupboards and things like that and actually if they've got more mobility to do that then they're going to be in a better place especially if you combine that with a bit of strength stuff and again with so, that though you don't need any equipment for that do you no. like just body like yeah because isn't that like cars what those controlled articular ranges that's yeah. basically what that is, isn't it it's taking yeah. your joint through the biggest range of motion that you can yeah keeps it healthy keeps all the little muscles working and stuff like that and you don't need any equipment for that yeah and in the older population even just at home even just getting taking your shoulders through the biggest range of motions that you can do on a daily basis helps to keep that doesn't it helps to keep that range and obviously then adding in the mobility stuff that you've spoken about where you might do some stretching and stuff like that might yeah. help to increase those ranges that you can then do but it hasn't got to be it hasn't got to be much really has it no. it's stuff you can ideally not do from your settee or sofa but I wonder, I wonder how much of the older population uh, train from home in comparison to, to the younger population, you know, mm. <clears throat> I don't. I, yeah, I can't. I can't imagine it being that high. No, I think. Yeah, I. I don't think it would be that high. I think. I feel like. I feel like the elder population would be more likely to, if they are going to train, to go somewhere right, to train, yeah. just because again they maybe want the equipment and maybe want the advice and the help as well. Yeah. Whereas you know, if you're, and again, I think that's maybe a generational thing because obviously. We, we've now grown up in the era of the internet and of YouTube and of all these things where you can go oh, online and just put in a home yeah. workout. And like mm. I have loads of patients and have had patients over the last few years, especially who, you know, you say to them, oh, what, what do you do activity wise? And they're like, oh, I do DVDs. Mr. Mo like, Mr. Motivator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I do like, um, you know, what is it? Like P90X yeah, or yeah. they do yeah. these God, sorts I of programs. about that. Insanity. Um, insanity. Is that they still do, going? Yeah, 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 yeah. People, is it? Yeah, I still have patients now and over the last couple of years who literally, that's what they do. They, that's, that's great. They, which, yeah. So, but I think the elder population haven't grown up in that era. So they're not the sort of population I would imagine that would go online and go, right, go onto YouTube, look oh, for a home workout. There is millions. Yeah. 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 But then it's not the same as doing it in a, 
in a gym or in a no, environment. And also, it's not it's not prescribed to them. Yeah. No. Like, because they might. And it's not in, monitored either. Yeah. And th- yeah, well, that's exactly. It. Imagine doing form wrong over and over and over again. Yeah. You end up more injured than you were before. But exactly. you know, it's not bespoke to them. And do, do you guys think that actually, as you get older, your exercise prescription it's needs to be more specific yeah, to you 100%. as an individual, right? Whereas, you know. I feel like I could go online, pick up any program yeah, that yeah, says yeah. I'm going to make you stronger, and yeah. I could, I'd like to think I could pretty much implement it yeah. for me. But as yeah, you get older, that's a good point. You know, you're going to be less likely to be able to do the things that you know, just these cookie cutter yeah. like programs. So actually, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're eight years old and you're doing an insanity workout, I you're mean, pretty impressive. To yeah, 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 that's good work. But yeah, no, it's good yeah, point. it's it's yeah, definitely, I agree with that. I think if you you know, when you it's like like when you're a, when you're a kid or when you're growing up, you never really get injured. Like you never really get injured. No. You don't, you don't warm that? up. You don't oh, do any activation. You don't do any. Well, I think your your body's just not been through the things oh, that you go through over the years. Like in terms of the stresses, the, the strains, up. the injuries, I guess the other things that happen. When you're twelve, you don't weigh as much. Your impacts is not yeah. as as yeah. great, is it? Yeah, and and you know your bones are developing at that stage, so there's not really that. Yeah, you just haven't had the the loading through them. I don't think. I think it's just as simple as that. It's just time. Mm. Um, but I mean, obviously, kids and children do have injuries, but a lot of you know, it's it's rarer in yeah. kids, obviously, than it is as you get older. In, and as especially the kind of niggly type injuries, usually with kids, it's like a specific diagnosis of something that's wrong, rather than yeah. just being oh, you're a bit sore in the shoulder because you're just not moving it correctly. It's kind of, it's a bit different. Is it because as well you haven't had a lifetime of doing something wrong yeah, over exactly. and over and over and over again that yeah. then builds up an imbalance and things like yeah. that? So when you're younger, you are more like balanced at joints. Like yeah. there's no potentially less discrepancies between muscle strength around a joint and yeah. Yeah, things like that. You're not overdeveloped or underdeveloped in certain ways. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely that. Um, but I do, yeah, I think because of, and the flip side of that is as you get older, obviously you've had a lifetime to build up those poor movement yeah. patterns, those habitual things, sitting at a desk for years, et cetera, et cetera, not being exercising, all those things. And that's why I think bespoke programs are so much better mm-hmm. as you get older because you can work on those specific things. And you haven't necessarily, you know, a lot of people um, have busy lives and so they haven't necessarily got the tr- time to train all the time. And so, um, you know, if you're training three to four times a week, it's you know you want to have a structured program a plan that when you come in you know right you know my shoulders are immobile in this direction so i'm going to work on these specific stretches and then i'm going to go move on to what other strength strength stuff i'm doing and that's where getting a coach or getting seeing Mm. someone about it is such a good idea and that goes for anyone in my view but specific you know particularly the older you get and the more sort of issues you have the more you want to get specific guidance around Mm. that I would say, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are about um, in terms of types of training for elderly, in terms of like specific uh, protocols or um, specific types of exercise that's better or that you've used in the past, or is it like we talked about the whole podcast, just kind of like what works for them, what they enjoy, etc. Well, we had we had little Pat Peters come to my zone burn a couple of weeks ago, sixty-one years old, pushing a sled up and down the studio, and everyone was going That's whooping awesome. and hollering. Yeah, I, I guess it's just. It do you know what? I actually think a lot of people respond to boxing. You know, we do the strike class. Yeah. Mm. Again, it's just it's doing something completely out of you know what they've perhaps done mm. before. Yeah, 
and uh, and it's learning something new as well. Yeah. It's a brain, it's a brain, it's brain skill, isn't it? Oh, skill it's of so learning it. Skill, like yeah. hand-eye new, coordination, new, hand-eye coordination, new a new thing. Mm. I think maybe as well because they're concentrating on doing something, so you you your you forget brain you is forgetting 100%. about the fitness side of things. So um, I've got a client, Felicity. Um, we were doing uh, some sparring yesterday, just sort of body sparring, but she was loving it, and I, I was getting a workout too, but. You know, it's it is like a game of chess. So it's mm-hmm. you know your, your mind's thinking. Obviously, you're getting your heart rate's up mm-hmm. high, but you're not thinking about oh my god, I'm exercising. If you're on a rower, yeah. you're yeah. quite conscious that yes, I'm pulling this rower and it's exercising, it's boring. But doing something like that, so I guess making it playful yeah. is is one is, thing. Is to... more important later on? Like Possibly, for me, yeah. like in my training, I wouldn't I wouldn't respond to play in my own training because. I'm there for a certain thing to do A, B, and C. Whereas, mm. you know, as you go, do you want to, you know, that's my enjoyment mm. though. But you know, later on, are you going to be so fixed to adding two reps, adding three reps, or whatever it is? Yeah, I think that's the thing and as well, isn't it? Probably as you get older, you maybe care about that stuff less, less. in terms of, you know, it's more about fun yeah. and feeling mm. good and longevity, like longevity, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. all those things. Um, yeah, and I guess you you go through those stages when you've we've said this before, but when you're a young man you want I don't know big biceps and then maybe going towards your late 20s or mid 30s or whatever it may, might be more about strength and then in the 40s it might be more about being functional and then longevity yeah. and it continues so yeah. Um, yeah I guess your I guess your goals change as you get yeah, older probably partly change um, nothing so yeah actually in answer to your question yeah making it fun and wanting and engaging and yeah. you know not thinking oh my god I'm still on the treadmill so if again, if, it comes back to the the best exercise is the one that you can do over and over again and mm. and be consistent with it. If you're not consistent, there's there's no point. So yeah. it, as long as they're enjoying it and they're getting something from it, then crack on. So to maybe to maybe wrap up today's podcast, um, in terms of if there's people out there now who are of that age group, sort of you know, 65, 60, 60 65 plus and they're thinking about maybe sort of getting into exercise what would be your like sort of top tips as it were don't bother come to Joneses come to a friendly member of the Joneses team yeah I mean there's there's obviously if you are local then obviously you can come and see us but there are loads of good trainers out there there are people that train you in their garage there's Zumba classes there's I, I presume time. I presume yeah. that um, a lot of the time the, the doctors can actually I've got a GP you've got a GP referral qualification mm-hmm. as well haven't yeah. you yeah um, <clears throat> so you, you can get referred depending on on where you're at when you're where you're at physically but um, I think just do it just go just, yeah, just, go, start. just start just yeah. start somewhere it's and never too late to start no. is it I think that's the key thing to, for maybe from my point of view be be that would be yeah it's never too late to start. If you go some go somewhere and get some advice, yeah, and then just that's, that's, the, yeah, that's, seek, the, that's the best thing. Get, get some advice. Yeah. Have a program that you can stick to and that you enjoy doing, and then just consistently do it and stick to that, and you will see results and you'll mm. see the benefit of of getting stronger, of getting fitter, and you know the benefits will come with um, in terms of how you feel, how well you function. You know there are so many benefits that we've talked about. So I think it's just a case of starting. Um, having that sort of confidence to start and realizing that you'll gain confidence the more you do it so the more t- the more you go to the gym or do zumba or do whatever it is that you're going to do 
the the better you're going to be the more competent you are at doing it the more confident you're going to feel so it's you know you're, you're never going to feel perfect when you first start doing anything but the more but just starting it's that first step isn't it it's just taking that first step i think if people can do that then then they're going to be fitter healthier happier and that's what we mm, want to go in their retirement yeah, that's so. it okay Love cool it. what a what a message to finish on yeah always so next week let's let's give a teaser to it we are going to be talking about game changers yeah, yeah. I can't a little bit behind on the on the rest right, of the world yeah, yeah, yeah exactly we're ready yeah um, lots of people talking about it so mm, I can't yeah, wait. chris has um already dropped some sort of knowledge bonds our way that yeah amazing but yeah really we're going to get into that for those of you that don't know it say documentary is it on netflix yes yeah. on netflix about um plant-based performance plant. yeah is yeah. that yeah cool yeah it's basically i think it's it's plant-based athletes and stuff well it's vegan month at the moment so that's quite apt isn't yeah. it yeah so yeah so um we're gonna go through it. yeah it's gonna be meaty <laughs> <laughs> he's been waiting to say that i'm out i'm done i'm done right thanks guys see you later see you later Thank you.